Season 6, Episode 1 of Gupshot Pod. I'm your host, Tejas, and you can follow me at My Life Isn't TV. And today I get to talk to one of my oldest friends, someone that grew up with me in Bahrain, Rayan, who you can follow at RJ Wani, certified baller, one of the best I've ever played basketball with, also knows his stuff about the Prem, and someone that I can really have a serious conversation with when things are tough for me. It's a really good episode. Hope you enjoy. Hey, boss. Hey, what's going on? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm all right. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. How's everything? Are we already recording? Yeah, I don't know if you've done the research, but like I start the recording before you join in in the waiting room. So that way then we're just like ready to go in. Oh, we're jumping right in. We're jumping right in. Like, okay. I think Jenny was like, oh, are we recording? Shen was like, oh, I didn't know we we're recording. Yeah, we're, we're getting right in there. Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. And it's nice to also have you on because you're one of my oldest friends. And I think a lot of people that have met you, they're like, oh, you know, I don't know too much about him apart from like the conversations that you've maybe had with them in person or in whatever capacity from the length of time that they've known you. But I've obviously known you for a very long time. Uh, Some people that listen to this podcast, they obviously have. And so, again, like, you're one of my oldest mates, so it's just nice to have you on the pod. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And I'm not sure why people say that. I think I'm pretty open. I, I think you are. I think you're very open about feelings. You're very open about your experiences. But maybe it's just people, at least the people here in New York or whoever I'm talking to about you, maybe they haven't had the full length of time to get to know you. You know what I mean? In the sense right. that like there, especially because you live in Toronto, me being here in New York or wherever I'm at at the time, talking about you and saying, you know, one of my oldest friends, Rayon, they're like, oh yeah, I've only met him a couple of times, you know, friend of the pod, Tehun, or even friend of the pod, aunt, who I saw in Pittsburgh. It's like, oh yeah, how, how's he doing? And it's like, well, he's good. And it's like, oh, I wish I had gotten the chance to get to know him better. Yeah, man, you got a great group of friends. Um, You're included in that. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. And yeah, man, we have known each other for so long at this point. It's a little crazy to think back to the Bahrain days Mm -hmm. and how far we've come. Yeah, right? Like the way we've all grown as individuals, collectively as a unit. I agree. It's something that I always appreciate uh, my sister Uj for like, especially during my college days, not really spending as much time developing the connection, whether it was like chatting with you, chatting with Vish, some of the other people from back home. Uh, she's, she does a really good job of that. I kind of fail from time to time because sometimes a month will go by and I'm like, oh, I haven't messaged, you know, yourself in like a month or something. And I feel a little guilty. I mean, I think I carry that guilt on me unnecessarily and that's something that I'm trying to work with on my own. You know what I mean? Or... Man, if you feel that way, like I'm a terrible communicator. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm, I'm actually the worst person. Um, but yeah, Uj and, and you especially as well. You guys are great in keeping in touch. She is world class. I'm, I'm getting better as the years go by, especially because I think there's people that I haven't like yourself. Like, I mean, we chatted maybe, well, we, we talked earlier today. And we're always on similar group chats and stuff. But in the ch- chance of like spending time one-on-one talking to each other, yeah, I can't say that's, you know, something that I 
take the time out to. I hope this podcast and for us on a chance to talk one-on-one as well as some of the other previous guests on the podcast has been something that like has helped. It also does help because um, we live, I live, not we, well, I guess we live in countries where the borders are not allowed to be crossed. So we have no opportunity to do that. <laughs> I don't think you guys want to come to Canada right now. It is a shit show to say the least. I've heard some, I've heard some briefly. So how are you holding up over there? Cause I know that you and Amar had moved to a different apartment and that everything was looking like it was going to be in that kind of mindset. But now it's been announced like, okay, everyone needs to be back in. Like, how do you feel about that? The apartment itself is great. Me and Amar are good. Amar's chilling. Um, from a COVID standpoint, Canada's just doing a piss poor job of like handling what's going on. That's uh, fair. No vaccines. I think we're in our like fourth or fifth lockdown. Um, new rules every, every other day. Mm. What was the, you were in Vegas literally a month before the pandemic hit? You had gone for a work trip. I was, I was. It was Kobe, RIP Kobe. Yes. uh, Passed away when I was in Vegas. Yeah, so it was like in Jan. So that was one of my last work trips. How do you feel about it when you're in Vegas, when you're in the States, in New York, whenever you've come over, as opposed to being back in Toronto, in Canada, even when you went to Vancouver about two months ago or something like that, I think? Uh, Vancouver was great. It was it was actually relatively normal. Places were open, bars were open, okay. restaurants were open. Some people were going into work as well. It's just so specifically... It's, it's just within the province then. Like Dan Ford has said, it's... You're, you know, does everyone know Doug Ford? Yeah, he's a character. <laughs> everyone always knows characters, right? Yeah. They don't They don't know people that don't, like, make a scene. They know people that make noise. It's just the family, man. <laughs> Rob, Doug, all of them. Um, yeah, it's just the province. Okay. Uh, they're talking about the variants taking over. I think we're at like 5,000 cases a day. Damn. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. Well, hopefully it does get better because I told you like the moment the borders are open, crossing the border to come to Toronto. I think you know this. I said it please, very. Please do. You, <laughs> like we've been to New York, what? Three, four, five, six times. Like yeah. I make the trip once or twice a year. Yeah, I'd really? say so. You've made one trip to Toronto? I would I would like to give myself a little bit more credit in saying it's been two, but oh. I, <laughs> but no I you obviously know this like as soon as the borders open up I'm taking that flight to Billy Bishop and I'm landing like I did in December 2019 like I am I am ready to make that trip I'm just waiting for them to announce it. I appreciated you making that trip. That was my birthday too. Yes, it was. Yeah. How does it feel now? Now being since then. What have you, I guess, since the last time we saw each other, what have you learned in the last like 12 months with lockdown and everything? Like, what have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about the people around you? That's a good question, because if anything, COVID gave everyone an opportunity to just sit down and self-reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, what have I learned about myself? Uh, I don't mind being alone. <laughs> That's nice. 
uh, as much as I miss people and being at work. Um, it's it was it was challenging at first, but I think we've just all adjusted. Mm -hmm. um, spent a lot more time with my family, which has that's been nice. nice. That's the one positive thing that's come out. Spend a lot of time with Izan, my nephew. Mm -hmm. You love your nephew. Yeah, He's man. Great. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> you've always been very like you've always been so close to your family, which I really appreciate as well. Given you know my family and you've met them multiple times, I've met yours. And do you feel like with COVID that you got closer to your family because you had moved from Saga into downtown Toronto with Amar, friend of the pot Amar. And then now with all of this, you've been able to have the opportunity to spend more time with them in a different environment. One that you were previously not really, like none of us were in that environment, you know? Yeah. First of all, Amar should definitely be on the pack at some point. I've been asking him. I'm waiting for Have his, you? I, I'm waiting for his response. I'm like, time, like, just let me know when, and I'm, I'm here. Oh, he would be, he would be great. It would be fun. He would be great. It yeah, would be fun. Yeah. Maybe I should jump on too. <laughs> Appearance number two. Little, right? little guest pod special. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> close to my family. That was kind of the, the second part of your question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Growing up, like I moved around a lot, or we moved around a lot. Yeah. Bahrain. Canada, Indonesia, mm -hmm. different schools. And the only thing that was constant was my family. Right? Um, all of our extended family are back in Kashmir. Mm -hmm. So we only really had each other. That's important. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, very close to my sisters, close to my parents, good people. Do you feel like you have a stability now that you've been in Toronto for the last 10 plus years or Toronto adjacent, whether that includes Saga or do you feel like you have that kind of stability now? Or do you feel like you're expecting the next move? Like you don't know where it, your work or whatever is gonna take you, but you're ready for that next move? Cause like talking to Nick, for example, friend of the pod, Nick, last week's guest, he was like, yeah, I always thought I was gonna be in LA. He moved around and now he's in LA. And it's like, yeah, this is where I thought I was gonna be. I think I've gone to the point where I'd like a little bit of a change. Mm, okay. I'd like to get out of Toronto for a little bit. Okay. Um, it's just difficult that if my family's here, yeah, I'd like to stay as close to them. So if I do move away, probably just for a couple years. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. You wouldn't move to like Ottawa though, would you? Like, just say that, like, I don't think there's anybody listening to this podcast that lives in Ottawa. And no offense to Ottawa, but like, I haven't heard it's really yet. Like you're not going to work for government and move to Ottawa, right? It's within the province, but it's not like. Ottawa is not in my top 10 places <laughs> that I'd like to live in. <laughs> okay, cool. Just just wanted to make that clear for everyone listening. Ottawa is not in top 10 places for Rayon to move to. Uh, it's I was not... thinking more along the lines of LA. Okay. I'm not sure where Ottawa came into the picture, <laughs> but yeah. It's relatively close. I felt like maybe, like I wasn't sure. Uh, why, why do you say LA? Out of curiosity. Uh, had a couple work trips when things were normal mm -hmm. uh, down in LA. And who doesn't like or love LA? I've never been. Uh, never. Years, never been to LA. I was supposed to go a couple of years ago, uh, two years ago. I was supposed to go for a soccer tournament. It was the like premier youth soccer tournament and it takes place every year in LA. I was supposed to go, but I tore my ACL. And so I had to, even though I was accepted as a referee, I was like, 
I'm really sorry I tore my ACL. I don't even know why I said I was sorry. I think it's just like a habit of <laughs> doing that. It's like, hey, I, I, you know, I, I can't attend this event. And then it, I had accepted, I had, uh, sorry, not accepted. I had applied again last year, but then COVID and everything. And now that organization that runs that tournament is no longer, it's a defunct organization. It was through United States Soccer Federation. So now there's some other kind of like youth organizations that are being implemented that go across the whole country, including Canada and Mexico as well. I think there's been a development with that because the 2026 World Cup is happening across all three countries. So they're really trying to develop the youth scene to make it like a premiere across all three countries, which I, I love to see because I referee that level right now. Um, yeah. Um, one, you definitely have Canadian tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely say sorry a lot. You're unnecessarily nice. So you got that. Not sure how you lived in New York for so long. No idea. Oh, you would have been eaten alive by now. <laughs> um, two, fun fact, I'm actually talking to the U.S. Soccer Federation as a potential customer. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So getting to know their organization pretty well. They're, mm -hmm. they're based out of Chicago. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So speaking to their finance people. Oh, that's awesome. Um, in what capacity as like a client or as a potential employee, like, can you share or? I don't think it's it, it, as a customer. Okay. As a customer. All right. But very premature still. I just had a couple conversations with them. Very but interesting. I thought I would bring it up with you specifically, considering you're an employee and you know, I, you should I, be kept to the loop. I have to define myself as a 1099 contractor. Uh, I am a contractor for the United States Soccer Federation. Um, but yes, that's very exciting. I also saw a couple jobs opened up with USSF that were very exciting, like digital marketing manager and all these things that are like adjacent to the kind of work I do. Because I think you know this, I've been looking for full-time income to supplement the business and everything. But, you know, sending cover letters saying, you know, 1099 contractor, all those key buzzwords, it's important to have. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned Bahrain earlier and do you remember how we met? Do I remember how we met? I just remember you and Uj being the welcoming committee for everyone. <laughs> In high school? <laughs> In high school. It was amazing. You guys were the most popular people there. Uh, <laughs> you just had like a group of new people following you guys all around. Um, and I guess I was in that group. I don't remember the specific moment or incident when we actually started talking mm -hmm. you i don't know if you remember but um i just i was i was new right i had no mm -hmm. idea what was going on coming um, back to bahrain when was this for the listeners so that they have some kind of time frame this was 2008 well that's a throwback yeah right yeah mad right so yeah, that's how long it's been. We've known each other for 13 years. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're officially those old people. But yeah, I don't remember when we actually met. I just remember having no friends. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, you moved around know. so much, right? It was tough yeah. to... And it was like pre-Facebook time as well. It's not like you could really keep track of... Like the, maybe you'd have a phone number that you would like call internationally once in a while, if your parents let you, 
but apart from that, it wasn't, you know. Yeah, exactly. And so this was stint number two, I guess, in Bahrain or three in Bahrain. That's right. And I was in St. Chris before. Mm -hmm. So I knew people, just no one in Bahrain school. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think like, I don't know how we got to talking because we didn't have any classes together. I feel like we probably we probably didn't. The only thing I could think of was that we were probably maybe we were in the same econ class, but I doubt it. Um, yeah. I think like it was just more like we had maybe we played because we played basketball together in high school and we still play occasionally to this day whenever we get a chance. It's very rare now. Um, but yeah, because we right. played basketball together as well. And it was like, OK, maybe, you know, I, I mean, when I met you, I was like, oh, I like chatting with you. And because I had been there so long, I felt really comfortable. Like Hussein and I were the longest people there. We felt really comfortable talking to people. He's a little bit more introverted. I'm a lot more extroverted. I think, I mean, you see this on a night out with me. <laughs> so like when we go out to dinner, chatting with people, random people walking by, it's like, oh, hey, I'm Tejas. <laughs> Man, your ability to connect with people is something to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, speaking of night outs, yeah, we, we've had many of those, mm -hmm. had many of those in our New York trips, the London trip, yep. and even in Bahrain. Yep. That's right. What is, what is your favorite memory of us hanging out? Do you have one? Some people are like, all of them, they all are great. I can't pick one out. They're all so wavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite memory. The New York trips were always fun. I mean, you've had Those six of them so far, as you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. The the New York trips were fun. Um, Bahrain, yep. we had a few gems there. Mm -hmm. But so many to choose from. Probably the London trip really stands out. Why does it stand out? Watching my first United game with you boys. Respect. With you and Vesh. Yep. I have a photo. I have a photo of I think either Vibes or Jun taking a photo of you at Wembley Stadium, and I took a photo of them taking a photo of you, and so I have that as like a. It's kind of like oh, the the shot, the photographer kind of thing. I don't know if you've seen on Instagram or Twitter. They've had this like kind of dynamic about it. But yeah, I have something that it, we I will be uploading later on this week. Yeah, there aren't too many moments, unfortunately, when you're an adult that get you that excited. Mm -hmm. But that was one of them to watch my first United game, mm -hmm. going to Wembley, yep. uh, being with you guys and experiencing that. Yes. It was a good time. It was a good time. I had a blast. I mean, even though my team lost, which again, I don't need to get into it. But at that time, it was like, we we're probably going to lose. It was still like a nice day out in the sense that like when you when you go watch your team play you don't know what's gonna happen right like i I've, I've been lucky to go watch my teams across the country across the world go play in different stadiums like it's always nice to see your team win it doesn't matter what the occasion is so to speak especially with wembley wembley being the, the capital of english football Right. Like and, walking down into yeah. Wembley, that was a great experience. Oh yeah. Did you hear they're they're removing the ramp and they're gonna be putting stairs from the from the tube entrance in? And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's like a slip and fall kind of like key incident. Like 
how will disabled people get in? And then Vibes was like, couldn't you just slip and fall on the ramp as well? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but it's a little different, I think. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm like DNI compliant. Like I, I'm slowly learning about diversity and inclusion in the corporate world, especially because I've been corporate world adjacent and now moving back slowly into the corporate world. But I feel like with DNI, it's like maybe there's that kind of occasion with like, maybe we shouldn't have stairs because you know that ramp going up, you feel that kind of excitement. With stairs, you're like, fuck, my knees. My legs hurt. Yeah, my thighs. Yeah. I didn't do I didn't do leg day today. Like, oh, it's hurting a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't hear about them doing that in Wembley. Um, and it's a whole new industry that's coming up in corporate uh, culture DNI, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's been interesting to see. Especially given the component of how everyone's working from home and then DNI has been a supplemental to that. It's mm. been it's been interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you so Manchester United at Wembley versus Spurs, which Spurs are fucking shit. I don't want to get into it too much. I mean I'm happy to get into it, but I think How much pain have they caused you over the years? You know what? I think it's time for a pause in that relationship. <laughs> a pause in that relationship? You know, it's one of those things where, like, I think the current manager is 75% of the reason why I'm not feeling that kind of emotion. You're not even saying his name. No, I, I prefer the not The current to. manager. Jose Mourinho. Yeah, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> the other 25% is, I think, you know, you got to meet one of Vicious Boy's Bowers, friend of the pod, Bowers, who is a big West Ham fan. And when he heard through Vish that I'm a Spurs fan that goes once a year to watch Spurs, he was like, this American really loves this club. And I don't know why, because West Ham and Spurs, they do have that kind of like animosity towards each other from both sides. And then when he met me, you know, we got to go on a night out. He was like, you know, I, I like his vibe. At least I think he thinks, and I like his, I like Bauer's vibe as well. He's very, he's very, you know, friendly especially on a night out like i'm pretty extroverted he's even more extroverted um and i think as a result it's kind of like i haven't gotten to seen spurs live since pre-pandemic i mean the last time i was there uh pochettino was fired and Mourinho was hired actually Mourinho was hired the day that i flew out of the uk and i think that i just haven't had that emotional connection that i used to have a very strong connection to. i mean half the reason we watch sports is because we have an emotional connection to them, right? I wanted to ask you, during the Raptors championship winning season, you obviously felt the closest to the Raptors you've ever felt. Would you say that's accurate? Or would you say there was another time where you're like, this is the emotionally closest I felt to this basketball team I love, which basketball is a key component to both of our lives. We played basketball together in high school. We play once in a while whenever we get the chance. Um, hopefully post pandemic, we can like play pickup basketball. When I went down to uh, DC to see Jun, I got to play with his friends. He just disappeared, like he wasn't there. I got to play with his friends and I was like, man, all these kids just like doing run and gun. Like I like getting in the paint, getting in the ball and just like bodying people. and. And when I went for a label, someone was like, dunk, bro. And I was like, I don't want to tear another ACL. Like, I would choose to not dunk. So I'm just going to do a nice, simple layup. And the Lopez game is out. 
It's so out, right? It's out. It's out. No one wants to do that anymore. At least. But with the Raptors, yeah, man, I have a strong connection to the Raptors. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, 2019 was really big. It was big for the city. Mm-hmm. It was big for Canada and Canadian basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, the parade was insane. I heard. It was a great day, but also it, I was in excruciating pain. Why was um, it? Well, I was right at Nathan Phillips Square where the where the parade was supposed to end, and then all the all the players were supposed to give their speeches, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got there around seven a.m. The players didn't get there until about three or four p.m. Yeah, and so everyone was just waiting around for like eight, nine, ten hours, <laughs> and there was barely enough air and oxygen to breathe because <laughs> <laughs> we're like stuffed in there. How do you feel about how do you feel about them moving down to Miami for the season this year? Tampa, it's been crap. It's been a crap season, and I think they've pretty much given up as well. They're mm. resting all their players. Yeah. Um, they're pretty much tanking at this point. Uh, it's it was a meaningless season. I, I don't even know if this season of basketball counts for anything. Do you think last season counts as anything either? Like after Rudy Gobert decided to be a war criminal or a biochemical terrorist, <laughs> just touching everything. He's an idiot. Um, last year still counted for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They had the bubble at the end. They they yeah. wrapped up the season, which was nice. Yeah. But this season, like, everyone's been getting COVID. It's been choppy. Yeah. There hasn't been as much of an emotional connection. Like you were saying, people watch sports because it brings something out in you. Yeah. And this year, I just haven't felt it as much. I've barely been watching Raptors basketball. Yeah. Um, Do you think... Uh, proposed basketball in-season tournament, like their FA Cup equivalent of the NBA. Have you heard about this? I have. I think it's a good idea. I don't mind it. I think it provides a little break in the season. It provides some of those teams that are unfortunately probably not going to win a championship ever. That's kind of the purpose of the FA Cup as well. I think if, if this takes place, there will be those teams that are like playoff fringe area, maybe a sixth seed, seventh seed that also win the tournament. That's a great year for them. That really helps sell tickets as well. And half of the NBA is about revenue making anyway. The other half is having that kind of connection as we talked about earlier. It's also like, I mean, if it's fun, it's fun. Like, who cares? You're not fucking out. People watch Big Three. And I told you how I went to go watch Big Three that a couple of years ago. Big Three is amazing. It is, right? It's a lot of fun. It's it's even more entertaining than the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> why why do you think uh, it's more entertaining than the NBA? I don't know. I was watching a clip of Chris Anderson, Birdman, like choking someone out. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. happened recently, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's fun just seeing like ex-players um, just come back, enjoy play. themselves. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I guess that's the thing, like, like we were talking about earlier, it's like, do you, why do you feel that like lack of connection to talk about like, you know, why do you feel that lack of connection? Is it because 
there there's too many games or you just because they're not playing in Toronto so you don't feel that energy around whether you know you're out to dinner and you know the game is on or you're have the TV on when you're back home they're not in work. Toronto that's just significant saying. for whatever reason yeah even though we wouldn't be able to go to games ourselves yeah um, they just feel more physically distant okay and it's been a weird season mm -hmm. they got COVID like Freddie got COVID, Pascal, OG, they were out for a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, and also, maybe just more specifically to the Raps, this was kind of a directionless season. Uh, mm. We weren't really growing or building towards anything. It's a transition year, which, to be fair, the past couple after uh, the 2019 championship happened. Mm -hmm. And I think they're just trying to find their floating again. Yeah. Finding their identity, so to speak. Yeah, uh, Kawhi left. Larry's probably going to be leaving. Mm. It's a new team. It's a different team, and they're just trying to find themselves again and find a direction. That's fair. But I will say the same thing. It's like with with Jose Mourinho at the helm, right? It's kind of like we've we've bought in a we've brought in like when you were working at a company. And a CEO is brought in, it's like, we're going to change the culture of this organization. And then they just end up being an absolute dickhead to everyone so that they all leave. You're just kind of like, this isn't changing. This is just being mean. And, okay, half the thing is, like, maybe we don't have good players as Spurs. Fine, I'll understand that. Like, you know, maybe a rebuild was needed. That's fine. But also, with Spurs, with, with Spurs in particular, man, Mourinho is just a dark cloud. Mm. You know, he this brings I... angst. He brings tension. This is what I was saying. Before that might have worked, and it did for him. Yeah. But not, but not anymore. He's lost that magic, and I think he's also just a grumpy, angry man himself. Yeah, I feel the same. And I was actually going to ask you. So, like, we met in two thousand eight, right? It was the year after the Celtics won the championship. They got back to the finals against the Lakers in ten in two thousand ten, and they lost in seven games. Doc Rivers was the coach at the time. He left in 2012, which is when the trade with the Nets happened, I want to say. Yeah. I think it was 2012. Do you yeah. think that Doc Rivers, and like it doesn't matter because I don't think any NBA person is going to be like, fuck these guys for being chatting shit about Doc Rivers. Do you think that Doc Rivers has lost his step? Because like to me, he'll always be that coach that del delivered the title in 08. And you know, like being Celtics Lakers, being getting one out of two against them is a big fucking deal. Especially because we haven't won jack shit in the last 10 plus years. I think Doc Rivers is wildly overrated. Wildly overrated? Yeah. Why do you think that? Um, that The Celtics, when they won the championship, were stacked, first of all. We were, yeah. You know, you, we can talk about LeBron defining the superstar sure. or super team sure. uh, era in basketball, but it really started with the Celtics. Yeah. They had it, the original big three. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, and they if, crafted a big three, essentially. Yeah, and LeBron moving to Miami was basically a reaction to that. It's like, okay, we need to take the Celtics down. And they, they weren't able to for a while, though. Do you think that, like, in this formation, and same thing in Premier League, like, same thing in basketball, same thing in hockey, even. It's like, there's no longer three-year plans. It's either, like, you have three years maximum to deliver as much as you can whether it was a big three like maybe you could argue that like Allen had stayed past his prime 
Garnett has stayed past his prime, even Pierce, like that Nets trade should have probably happened two years earlier or a year earlier. At the no, they, they, they squeed whatever they could out of That's fair. them. Yeah. But with Rivers, like he didn't do anything in LA either with the Clips. Yeah, he really didn't. Right? That was a pretty stacked team. That didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Now he's at the Sixers. And now he's, yes, exactly. You're <laughs> your favorite team, your second favorite team. Don't, don't ever, like, <laughs> <laughs> I get angry thinking about it, but don't, don't ever say that to me in person because I will just go on a fucking rant and I'm not, I'm not cognitive trying to dissonance. Uh, yeah, cognitive dissonance. That's the best way to say it. No, I mean, like, I think, do you, when we talk, to, when we talk about Kawhi, do you still have that emotional attachment to him? Like he was one of the players, one, one of the players that delivered a title to the basketball team that I love. Because to me, with Doc Rivers, it's like, okay, he may be overrated. He may not have that same kind of, like, man management, but he's still someone that delivers something that I dream of having now. You know what I mean? Like, I dream of that day. Yeah, Doc Rivers is a good motivator, but I don't think he's a great X's no coach with, with Kawhi and any emotional connection there. Yeah. I think... It was killed when once he left, mm. right? And it kind of felt it, it sucked when he did. Mm-hmm. But um, he was like a mercenary. He came, he did his thing. I appreciate you, Kawhi. Yeah, you're a great, great player. You you uh, provided a lot of entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, watched some great basketball. Yeah, but delivered a championship. Yeah, delivered but also a championship. He it's like it was like a business agreement, right? Contracts over. Yeah, you get to do what you want. Yeah. Do you feel that way with anyone at Manchester United, whether that's the manager, the players? I like the Papa. feeling of United right now. Yeah, I really do. It feels good. It feels positive. Yeah, as it would. Yeah, um, it's a great feeling to have. I can't relate, but it's a great feeling to have. <laughs> You had it at Spurs. I had, had it at for Spurs, a brief, like a brief moment in time. I felt it, and then it all went to shit. But you, I feel like actually, that's a great question to ask you. Do you enjoy the moment? Like we, we spent a lot of time together out at places together, just hanging out one on one, hanging out with like friends in a closed, like more intimate environment. Do you enjoy being in the moment, or and I, I never got to ask Nick this as well, and I, that's one of the regrets from the last podcast, which is why I'm asking now. Do you enjoy being in the moment, or are you always thinking about oh, what's the next thing? Like, what's the next move? What what's the next discussion and stuff like that? I'm not someone that enjoys a moment, and it's something that I don't like about myself. I'm always looking for what's next. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when something good happens, I'm like, oh, whatever, no big deal. Let's move on. <laughs> do you so think, yeah, I'm definitely that type of person. Why, why do you think that? Like, as in, why do you experience that for yourself? In the, in the context of like, whether it's sports, right? Whether that's just your work environment, whether it's just hanging out with mates, do, do you, have you thought about why? Because I think I remember telling you, um, you were in town the week after, for my birthday, uh, the birthday after I tore my ACL. And I had gone to a therapist the week before you guys came in. You, 
of Mar and the rest of the boys, right? And I said to you, like, something that I had learned from my therapist was that, like, oh, you know, we think it's a track, like a train track where you're going straight in front. In basketball, if you think that you're driving to the rim, it's actually a 3D thing. You can move left and right and then drive in, right? You don't have to always. And sometimes even stepping back is better than as opposed mm. to driving in and hitting like Aaron Baines in the paint. You know, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, do you, so have you, have you thought about that? Because it's interesting. I never heard this from you before. I, I'm, and I'm glad that I asked. I think it comes from a place of wanting more, okay. not being satisfied fully. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a wrong attitude to have. That's fair. You should enjoy the moment and, you know, look back and see, oh, this, this is how far I've come and appreciate yourself. But um, do you have a lot of nostalgia towards things? No. Really. I don't really think about the past too much. Okay. I move on pretty quickly. Like I said, I think I'm looking forward at all times. Mm -hmm. Well, that's an important trait to have. I, I still, not to say that too much of one thing is bad, too much of the other is bad. I think some middle ground, but everyone is discovering that on their way, right? Like there's no right or wrong answer. Like I have a bad habit of expecting too much from myself. And so as a result, it's like when I do something that isn't to the best of my ability, I feel guilty uh, or I feel guilty about not doing better. I try to do better and I work hard, but I also don't appreciate being in the moment. And that's actually something that I realized this past year, which like I remember on my birthday, Uch had organized like the birthday party call from all of us. And I, I have to tell you, like, you know, she was like, okay, everyone go around the room and say like a, your best experience with Tages, like the yeah. virtual room. And I was, that was a very nice question. It's something that I've been using in the podcast as well. And everyone was talking about, oh yeah, we went and did this. We went and did that. We had experiences together, but you've also told me, and you said this during that birthday call as well. And I, it really meant a lot to me when you said this about how after uh, that tournament, these, I, I describe it as our state cup tournament in uh, Germany, yeah. Um, yeah. where you had been fouled on three point line and was into the stands. And like, we ran over from the other side of the court onto the bench and you were like, you know, and if you're, if you want to share this, you can, you don't have to, about how your ankle was feeling fucked basically. Um, and then we, we brought you back over to the bench and then someone else went in. I think it was like, I, I don't remember because you're, you're the best stretch four I've ever seen in my fucking life. I'll tell you what, I, cause I played center for so long and I would just like get the ball in, bounce it out to you. You'd hit three. I'm like, thank fuck. I don't have to grab a rebound anymore. That's a time I could shoot. That's a time I could shoot. <laughs> that corner three pocket. I could just like collect it, dish it out. And then I could just leave the paint cause I knew you were hitting it. I'm like, good back to defense. Cause running up and down the court, running up and down the field. It's not really for me. You know, like I like being in one side or the other side that shifting, you know, suicides, that's the worst thing in the world for me. I hate doing those suicide runs where you have to like run back and forth, essentially. Dude, you were our shot. <laughs> just get, get, your, get your ass in the paint. Just fucking go. <laughs> just go I loved it. Go I loved it. Oh, <laughs> there was, um, 
that was a good, that was a good memory though. I, I was thinking of bringing that up a little earlier, but mm. yeah, like I I messed up my ankle pretty badly. Mm-hmm. It was probably my first pretty bad injury that I had ever had. Yeah, and I just remember being back at the hotel, being injured, feeling like crap. Yeah, as um, we all the do. Entire, yeah, the entire team going out for dinner or whatever it was, and yeah. we stayed back. Yeah, I mean because the coach was like we're all going out to dinner and i just like i went up to him privately and i asked him like hey is it okay if i just stay back like not to say that i didn't want to go out to dinner but like i would rather just stay in the hotel room with you and just like we hang out watch like some shitty comedy or whatever on tv it didn't matter to me and you know because it was the two of us as well as shane shane tucker um, who I believe is married and lives down in Alabama or Mississippi now. He got married. At, he got married at a very young age. Like for me, it's a little jarring to see that dichotomy because Shane and I also played tennis together. Mm-hmm. But also, like you know, I guess he wanted to get married at an earlier age. Ultimately, though, yeah, it was just like when you're someone that I care about, and I think you're like this as well. I see it with you and your family. Or and you with your your roommate Amar, friend of the pod, as well as the other friends of yours from college that I met. When you care about someone, you're gonna spend the time with them to take care of them when they're feeling like shit. I think that's just obvious. That's like just not only the right thing to do, but the only thing to do. And I think you resonate with that immensely, which is why we've had to we've had such a good relationship with each other, where even if we're not like consistently talking with each other on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis, we still know that we care about each other and we're checking in with each other. Whether that's a simple like, oh, you know, Mourinho is shit just thinking about you. Or whether it's like, hey, you know, the raps are under 500, but it is gonna get better. Uh, or even when I chat Aaron Baines stuff. It's just, even just sports aside, yeah. And like I told you, when I tore my ACL and you guys came the week after, it was it was so nice as a surprise. I was like 50-50 sure that you were on the way, but it's still a nice surprise to see you. And I'm really bad at keeping surprises. I, I heard. think I tried to do that to Ood as well. <laughs> Once. Uh, mm. Yeah, that felt pretty miserably. What's the, what's the story behind that surprise? I don't know if I'm familiar with it. It was, I think it was for one of your earlier birthdays. Oh, okay, yeah. And then uh, I said some bullshit about, oh, I missed my flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she was trying to message me and she couldn't get through to me for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're obviously on a plane right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then I just showed up to, to the Airbnb. That's right. Airport. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Good times. I'm hoping to do something like that for either my 29th birthday this summer or my 30th next summer i think yeah i need an excuse to get out of here so please (laughs) let me know you know i'll drive down you'll drive down voila voila oh lovely i'll drive up if i need to yes please yes uh jenny was saying like oh you don't she was saying that she heard someone didn't need a passport and crossed the border and casey doesn't have a passport like she has never had a passport she's never left the country I was like, well, we'll she has to. to you. Yeah. Okay. We'll to you. It's not a bad drive. I think it's like six, six or seven hours from Toronto down to Jersey. I made one trip back from New York. Uh huh. With Jenny. Yeah. Was um, this on the train or on the flight? 
I flew down and then we drove back. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. yeah. Down. Yeah, it was about eight hours. It was quick. It was nice. Not bad. It's a nice drive. So, what are you planning for yourself, for your family, for your loved ones? What are you planning for the next twelve months? I just want to get out of lockdown, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not thinking that far ahead. No, that's, <laughs> that's it. a tough question. Well, um, post lockdown, what are you planning? Are you planning to move? Are you looking for jobs in other cities in Canada in the states? Are I'm you looking for to my go GMAT? To nice. Starting for my GMAT, so as I was talking about, might want to move out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of tying those plans together, maybe a move out to LA. Okay. Um, to study. Nice. Uh, what schools are you looking at in LA? I want a friend of the pop vibe of, not Vicious Younger Brother, a different vibe of, who I think you may have met, uh, applied to USC and UCLA. He was looking at a MBA program that involves film as well. He also applied to the NYU one. He uh, got accepted to the school in France and maybe he goes there, which I was like, if you fucking move to France, like <laughs> chaos central. Um, but like what kind of programs, what are you looking at? Like, do you want to stay in the current line of work that you're in? Do you want to move industries? Do you want to start something on your own? I want to stay in tech. Okay. I think it's a good place, good, good space to be in. Yeah. Um, but moving to the States could be an option. So maybe that's why I'm looking at LA and schools in the States as well. Mm -hmm. uh, UCLA, USC are definitely good shouts. Yeah. Um, I just need to kill my GMAT somehow. Of course, of course. Of course. So and also I've seen what well, you did tell me before, but also with the gym and everything at the apartment, you have been focusing on yourself immensely, which obviously given lockdown is like you said earlier in the pod it's a good way for us all to reflect on what we want and what we need so i understand that yeah that's all you can really do in this time right yeah. just work on yourself yeah and there aren't any outsiders ways yeah 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 exactly um i've had time to read more nice uh, to study what family work out what have you been reading uh, are you right reading now, like post post-apocalyptic shit no, no, I'm living, living it. That. I mean, that's what we're living in right now. So I don't <laughs> need to read any. Um, good. I'm reading, I read a book about how negative emotions are useful. And okay, the your number one goal in life shouldn't necessarily just to be happy. Okay. Um, so I read that. And right now I'm reading a book called uh, To Sell is Human by Daniel Pink. Oh, huh. yeah. So I, I'm very prospect facing. Okay. Um, so just learning the psychology of sales. Interesting. Why the role that you're in, it's not, is it as client facing as we perceive? I used to be in consulting. So I was customer facing, Yeah, which was great. Before this current role. Yeah. So yeah. I switched. Um, I wanted to do something that I was uncomfortable with. Okay. Um, always been intimidating of sales and business development. I didn't think it was me necessarily. Yeah. But I've found a home now. Um, 
it's a difficult skill and trade to master. Yeah, it's not it's, easy. Yeah, yeah, to convince or persuade someone to to buy what you're selling. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's been challenging. Do you find it interesting to do things that you're uncomfortable with? Like, do you like putting yourself out in an uncomfortable situation and managing and figuring it out? Yeah, yeah. So I had a recommendation letter that was written for me um, mm -hmm. as part of a program that I was applying for. And one of my managers wrote it for me. Okay. And one of the things that he said was that uh, Ray finds comfort in being put in uncomfortable situations. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I, I want to be challenged. I want to be doing new things. So question for you. This, these uncomfortable situations, they're not always linked with chaos, but chaos is definitely a factor in uncomfortable situations, I, I would say, at least given the, con the surrounding components of times that we spend together. So do you find yourself comfortable in chaos, which is separate to uncomfortability, I would say. Like, yes, some people find comfort in chaos. Some people are really uncomfortable with chaos. How do you find yourself in a chaotic situation? Uh, I like to be the calm in a chaotic situation. Mm. So just kind of observing everything that's happening and trying to make sense of it. Okay. So that's the part I, that I enjoy because so much is going on and trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together mm -hmm. to make sense of it. Yeah. I think that's what I enjoy most. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I always had that feeling. I've always found you as a calming component of the situation, whether we were in a comfortable or uncomfortable situation. It's always nice to have that. It's also like when it comes to reliability or like dependability, those are things that are very valuable to have. So I completely understand whether that's in a work environment, in a friendship role, just kind of overall. And that's something that I think, you know, I've always appreciated that about you. So it's been nice to have in my life. So well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> you don't have to thank me. I think I've told you this before. I think we balance each other out well. Yes, I think so. Do you do you have that with anyone else? Like whether that's any of the boys that I've met or whether that's with your family? Or is it really just like a component that's like kind of circular, like kind of like an outside event that's influencing things? I think we complement each other pretty well. Yeah. Our personalities do. It's why we get along. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily have that sort of relationship dynamic with with anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, but like with me and Amara, I would say he's probably even more calm than I am. He's <laughs> he's pretty zen. So that's kind of the the role that he plays uh -huh. a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah, and in my family, I think we're all pretty calm people. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Well, I like that. Um, so how can people engage with you online? Do you want people to engage with you online? Whether it's talking Raptors, whether it's talking Manchester United, whether it's talking about, you know, NBA, because uh, there are people that will be listening to this that have either done their MBA in the middle and completing or forming. How can people engage with you online? Do you want to provide any kind of drops, any kind of links? Feel free. No, I want to be left alone. 
right, great. Perfect. <laughs> no, no, hit me up on Instagram. Reach out, RJ Wani. Um, nice. Especially about the NBA stuff. I know you have so many friends. I'd love to talk to anyone that can give me a little insight and perspective. Yeah. I, I think they definitely will because, like, there is – same with the Prem. There is NBA Twitter, Premier League Twitter, and then there's, like, real people talking. Like, earlier today I was hanging out with a couple of my friends that are Nets fans, and they are not like the Nets fans that I see on Twitter. They're actually, like, kind of breaking it, being like, we're definitely going to lose, and I can't – I'm like, I cannot handle – the idea of us losing, not because like they did think they deserve to win, but because they know that they're going to get a lot of shit if they lose. And I was like, hmm. I hate the Nets. <laughs> I hate the Nets with a passion. <laughs> like they just ruined the NBA again. We had one really good season of parody. Yeah. And we we're moving in a right good direction. Yeah. And now we're back to that shit. That season of parody was when LeBron fucked off to the West Coast, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I told you, when I heard he left, I was like, thank fuck. A year of, like, actual parody where, like, especially as a Celtics, like, we don't have to face this guy year in, year out. We don't have to get dicked year in, year out by him because he just pulls that team. You know, he just, he can pull a team to the finals, man. It's, it's unbelievable. Did you see the Space Jam trailer? I did, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I am also. I'm also excited by it. It's going to be fun. Like, okay, maybe it's shit, maybe it's fun, but we'll have a good time regardless. I think it's going to be good, and I like how some of the peripheral players, like Dame, um, mm-hmm. whoever else is in it, I think they have significant roles as well. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I think it's yeah. also nice for the league, like, Going to watch NBA India games, it was nice to see the league grow. And that was something that's always been there, like NBA Africa, NBA India. Seeing this sport expand to like an international component has always been nice because worst comes to worst, we just have more quality, right? We have players from countries like looking at Luka Doncic, right? And looking, watching EuroLeague. We used to watch a lot of EuroLeague in high school because that was really the only basketball we could watch. Unless we were waking up at 2, 3 a.m. to watch NBA. It was like, Which I did a few times. Yeah, a couple of times, yeah. Because it's our, it's our teams. Like, yeah. these are the teams that we love. Speaking of good memories with you, do you remember the, the game we watched in Toronto? Yes, I do. I do remember that. And yeah, it was right before... Moment right before the pandemic as well for your birthday and we went to watch the raps maps i do remember it yeah you want to tell the back from like a 30 point deficit yeah that's right is it still the biggest comeback in raptors history i believe it is it must have been i don't think we've had any comebacks since then yeah i very like it was a great game to watch and i had such a blast and we were talking tactically when we went to dinner as well. And having these kind of tactical conversations in sports is something I really don't get to do a lot. But like chatting on group chat is different. Actually talking in person and pointing out things that you're seeing, whether that's happening live or after the fact, is really important in terms of like when you're someone that likes to understand the tactical component of the sport. Especially with basketball, because like we both have been coached by different coaches, <laughs> we both have played a lot. Like you know, we know what it's like. It's it's really nice to have those kind of conversations. The other day, um, 
I went to a bar and I was talking tactically about soccer, about Tottenham with a couple other people. It was nice having those conversations and it felt kind of like back to normal, at least in a sports bar setting where you're having these kind of like regular conversations that you normally have. And the and this kind of thing that's surrounding us, this kind of like thing that's bringing us all down, it feels like it's no longer there. Even though it is, it feels like that's no longer there. And it's a really nice feeling to have. It's a good feeling just to talk intelligently about sports. Yeah. And get away from the Twitter mania that yeah. you're usually consumed by. Yes. Because that's really the only community that we kind of know, the social media community, whether that's pro your team or anti your team, it's very biased. And it feels difficult to kind of have those nuanced conversations. Yeah, Vampirala's Gala is one of my favorite groups on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking footy with you and Ben. Yeah, it's nice. and even talking NBA as well and seeing all that shit. It's nice to have that kind of community. People that are like-minded that also think and watch and feel the same way you feel. Even having friends that think and feel the same way you feel. It is really nice to have. And that's why it's also important to do these kind of things. Um, thank you for joining the pod. Do you want to stick around for like after hours? You free? Yeah, let's you do it. To do? Thank you for having me on. Of course, man. And I think, like you suggested earlier in the podcast, maybe we have a special guest episode, like an NBA, maybe closer to playoffs where we have like an NBA special, something that we can chat a little bit about. And, you know, once you get into an MBA school and you want to chat about that, we can also have those with other people who can also provide some opinions and thoughts. Look at you just connecting everyone. I try. I like that. Like, I like my, when my friends get along with each other, I am ecstatic. If they hang out with me, fantastic. Because I'm probably not there. And if I was, maybe I was busy with other stuff. But I really like it. And I think that's what this podcast is also kind of for. It's like, for other people, friends of mine, mostly, there are a couple of people that have started following the podcast that I just do not recognize their Instagram names. I'm like, I don't know who this person <laughs> is, but they are following the podcast and it seems that, like they like it. Like they're liking As long stuff. as they're not bots. As long as they're not bots. Yes, exactly. But even if they are, who gives a shit, right? The fact is like, I like my friends liking my friends. And I love when they hang out with each other without me. Like, I'm like, this is fantastic. I love That's this one shit. of your special talents, man. Connecting people. Connecting people? Thank yeah. you. That's really nice For of sure. you to say. I appreciate that. It's true. It's true. I appreciate that. And I like having you as one of my closest friends around because when people meet you, they re like I said at the beginning of the podcast, they really want to get to know you. They want to know more about you. Like, oh, that guy was cool. Like, how do I reach out to him? I was like, I mean, he's like barely present on Instagram. Fine. But <laughs> also like, I guess if you just WhatsApp him or if you ever are in Toronto, just like link up with him and he'd be like, yeah, I'm down to hang out. Because, RJ Wani, yeah. <laughs> send me that follow. <laughs> well, thank you for joining again. I'm glad that you're able to stick around. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to follow Rayon at RJ Wani and reach out to us with your basketball thoughts as we get into the season and head into playoffs this year. You can also like, subscribe, and review our podcast on your preferred podcast platform, and also be sure to check out the Buy Me A Coffee link to help support the pod.